Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I am Clive Ennevar, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Les Watson about creating success in times of turmoil. Les Watson's passion for and expertise in time management and productivity has earned him the name, the nickname actually, the Time Lord. He has worked extensively throughout Australia and Southeast Asia, delivering dynamic training programs to major corporations, small businesses and individuals. Les's depth of knowledge and skill comes from over 30 years of experience as a trainer, speaker and facilitator in self-management, motivation and communication. He lives and breathes time management in his own life. Hello and welcome, Les Watson. Hello, Clive Ennevar. Nice to be here. Absolute pleasure to have you here. And great to be talking about creating success in times of turmoil. Because we spoke, oh, several months ago now, Les, but I notice a considerable difference in your appearance. What have you been doing to make sure that you're still living and breathing time management? Thank you for asking, Clive. It's it been an interesting... A lot of people in this time can, can go into a ditch or they can grab what they've got and create something new. So for me, in this time of isolation or this time of turmoil, I, I actually went to a naturopath and uh, got a, um, a bit of a, an inkling as to what was wrong with my diet and changed my diet and up to my exercise and, and after 13 weeks lost 13 kilos. And that sounds pretty radical. Um, I'm not saying that uh, I would recommend people do it that quickly, but for me, obviously, I needed to lose it. And I was able to create a new habit, a new success strategy for myself, and therefore create a, a better result for myself. I knew I needed to lose the weight. And we're actually not here talking about losing weight, but I did want to talk about it because. If we are talking about creating success in times of turmoil, then the first thing that I talk to people about is, do you have clarity around what it is that you want to create? So what do you want to create? So what's the clarity? What can you get? Can you pinpoint it? Can you talk to it? Can you nail it down? Can you enunciate it? Can you tell somebody else exactly what it is that you want to create because as someone once said, clarity is power. And the more clear you are, the more powerful you can be. So for me, I knew, this is hilarious, I knew that I wanted to lose enough weight to get me to, again, my ideal weight, 66 kilos. And in the beginning, I went, there's no way I'm going to get 66 kilos. It's just, it's not going to happen. And then I went, wait a minute. <laughs> Is that what you teach, Les, to talk to yourself that way? No. So change what you're saying to yourself. Okay, then. And I went, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And by putting my focus solely on 
the target, everything else in my life lined up what I ate, what I did for exercise, and the end result was I lost 13 kilos, and it's been stable ever since. Beautiful. Well done, and for the benefit of the listeners who are listening at another time, this particular time of turmoil that Les is talking about, uh, self-isolation, etc., Les is in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic and locked down, mm-hmm. as they say. So the important thing there, of course, is that you identified what you wanted, you identified what you're doing, you identified what you need to do, <laughs> and you got help. I, I did. Um, I, let me let me go to the help in a second, but something for the for the listeners that they can do if they've got a pen. I'd really encourage you to just um, take it, take a note of a couple of these things, so that you can get some clarity around maybe some of those areas in your life that you'd like to work on. And an exercise that I do with people is what I call rate your level of satisfaction in each of these areas. So if you've got a pen, just rate your level of satisfaction in each of these areas. And if you're driving, don't do this. But everybody else can grab a pen and go ahead and rate your level of satisfaction out of 10, zero being no, I'm not satisfied at all, and 10 being woohoo, I'm totally satisfied, I can't get any better in that area. And the 10 that I have, and I'm sure you may have others, Clive, but the 10 that I have, emotional happiness. How emotionally happy are you in your life out of 10? Physical health and well-being, out of 10. Your social life, out of 10. Your interaction with family, out of 10. Financial, out of 10. Career and work, what's your level of satisfaction out of 10? Community service and helping, are you giving somewhere other than work and home? Creative hobbies and leisure, how satisfied are you out of 10? Your own spiritual life, your concept of God, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, whatever that might be, your spiritual life out of 10, and intellectually or personal development, what's your level of satisfaction out of 10? And when I do this exercise with people, Clive, I normally have it on a wheel, and each of them has a a particular quadrant in those 10, and I get them to fill it out and, and, and color it in, so to speak. And what happens is that I've never met anyone with a perfect circle on that wheel. No one's actually hit 10 around it or five around it so that it becomes perfectly circular. What happens is people have areas of complete satisfaction and thanks for asking, Les, there are areas that are less than satisfied and if that was a a wheel, the question would be, how's that running for you? How's that moving for you? Is it is it a smooth wheel or is it bumpy? And most people go, it's pretty bumpy. And I go, well, maybe in having that clarity, you might like to do something about it. 
would you like to create success in that area? So that moment of clarity can be very powerful to give a person permission to go and work on those areas. And you and I, Clive, we're working with people all the time. And it's that thing of working on your business, not in your business, but on a personal level, exactly the same thing is true. How about you work on your personal life as well as just do the doing thing of life? Have you ever stopped to take the opportunity to evaluate your level of satisfaction? And once you've done that, look at what you can do about it. What do you think, Clive? I think that's absolutely excellent. And I'm, I'm seriously impressed that the very first thing you ask people to look at is their emotional well-being. <clears throat> because I think a lot of times in business, we forget about the fact that we're uh, a person who is driven by emotion. We keep looking at the business does this, the business does that. I have to do this because the business demands. The first thing is, what about us? What are we happy doing? So I'm really impressed you mentioned the emotional side first. And, of course, you've covered all the aspects that, that I see, at least, are really, really important in making sure that a person is well-equipped to make their business operate. <laughs> yeah, it's a rounded, a rounded aspect of, of life as an individual because some people will work on their financial skills in the business but their emotional side, the relationships are falling over. It's like, I'm a really good business person. How's your marriage? Crap. Did you have to mention that, Les? <laughs> How's your relationship with your staff? Oh, I hate my staff or I don't get on with my staff. Well, how's the business bottom line? I'm really good at, at creating a business, but I can't retain staff. Well, it may be an opportunity to look at it. Um, I want to digress ever so slightly because you mentioned about the emotional. I was in a uh, Zoom call yesterday and someone said, rather than do the ordinary intro, why don't we go around and just give ourselves an opportunity to talk to what are the things that shaped us? So what, in business, what shaped us? How did we get to be who we are? And it was a great intro. It was a fabulous intro because it brought up that emotional part of, okay, who was it in your life that created or, or assisted you to become the business person that you are? And I found it amazing because I'm, I'm very much in touch with what I've done in the past and, and how I grew up and, and how I was shaped by my parents. But it was great to have that, uh, that opportunity to bring the humanness to the business call and everyone got to put their humanness on the table. So, so really quickly, Clive, off the cuff, question without warning, who shaped you? What shaped you early on and, and what was it? Who was the person in your life that, that gave you a, a guiding light in life? Well, and very good question, <laughs> Liz. The, uh, the important thing there is the, the things that follow you all of the time. And as you know, uh, I'm part of, with my wife, Linda, Business, 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 the Facebook group of over 30,000 members at the moment. And there are a whole bunch of guidelines in there and, you know, explaining to people how they might behave. 
because if you don't, you might get a very ugly Clive removing you from the group. (laughs) All of the guidelines are based on one simple thing. If you can't say something positive, don't say anything at all. And that was what my mother taught me from day one. If you can't say something positive, don't say anything at all. Mm. And some people say I don't talk enough, but I think I'm doing okay today, aren't I? I think you're doing an excellent job. And the and the flip side, like I really acknowledge you for that one. And the flip side is true in business as well. And I brought this up in the call with the particular person I was working with. And that is, as a business person, are you having the hard conversations? Are you having the difficult conversations? Or are you sweeping them under the rug? Because as a business owner and as a business leader, sometimes we need to have hard conversations and have big conversations and have those those critical conversations so that, that the person can grow and the business can grow. And as a leader, you need to go towards them rather than run away from them because they ain't going away. They aren't going Absolutely. to just disappear. Absolutely. Everything, as I say to my clients frequently, Everything that happens to you, be it somebody that you meet, be it an event that happens around you, near you, to you, whatever it is, it's just a messenger. And if you don't get the message, you can be sure it's coming back. And next time, (laughs) it's going to be stronger. Yep, 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 definitely. And, And often, of course, as we're having a conversation with people, there's a a question pops into your mind or something that needs to be addressed pops into your mind and it frightens you. And sometimes you do want to run away. And I can tell you from experience and lots of it that if you run away, it's coming back. But if you ask the question that frightens you or you address whatever it is that frightens you, the chances are that's the one that's going to resolve the whole thing. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And it's hitting stuff head on. It's being the leader. It's being bold. It's being courageous. It's it's taking, as someone would say, taking life by the whatevers. And I won't say that on air, but it's... it's Grabbing the bull by the horns, I think it's called, please. I like it. Clive, you've <laughs> done very well in that regard. Um, and it, it, it's... It, it's creating it's it's being powerful but oh but but les i'm not powerful yes you are in your own right you're powerful and giving yourself permission to have that power to create the business that you want to create and create the life that you want to create and that's what it's all about it's it's taking control of what you want and of course if we don't know what we want we're probably going to find somebody else's want. And uh, as, uh, who was it? Um, Alice in Wonderland, I think, Lewis Carroll. Um, Alice is walking down the road. She came to a fork in the road. She spotted the Cheshire cat up in a tree. Which road do I take, she asked. Where do you want to go, he said. She said, I don't know. He said, then it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that, that, that's perfect. I, I want to I take us down one, one road here, and the word is self-sabotage. 
and to look at areas in our life where we sabotage ourselves. Because in that awareness, sometimes by having uh, the awareness, we can do something with it. But if you aren't aware of how you're sabotaging yourself, you can be doing things every day, day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, and year in, year out, or decade in and decade out that do not work for you and you are wondering why it is that you're not creating success that you want for yourself. So let's talk about this thing called self-sabotage. And I, I bring it back to similar, those, those who have heard me before, I have a model called EASY, E-S and I. And the three keys are E for external action, S for support, and I for internal focus. So the self-sabotage around external action. Where is it in your life do you stop from taking action? Where are you not being bold? Where are you not taking action? And the example, and, and you'll remember this one, Clive, is the nine dots that you put the nine dots on a page. And I say to people, okay, now that you've got the nine dots on your page, join all nine dots using four straight lines without lifting your pen from the page and without retracing a line. And I give people an opportunity to do that, say 30 seconds worth. And they go, okay, stop. How many of you have not drawn anything and have just been have not drawn anything. And they go, yep. I said, what have you been doing? Thinking. Is thinking good? Yes. I go, well, keep that shit up because that's great. However, will thinking get you the answer? Yes. Well, will it really get you the answer? Oh, because thinking alone won't get you the answer. What gets you the answer is thinking and action. Thinking and action. So rather than just thinking all the time and the deadline passing, oh, I missed it, how can you do more action in your life to create the success that you're after? And there was an analogy given as a story of the, the pottery class and the instructor said to the pottery class, half the room have a task of getting the 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 end result but you have one go you can only cast one pot you can only have one go at it whereas the other half of the, the room they can do it as many times as they like given the time period to come up with the perfect pot and it's interesting because given the results at the end the people that did the one try were far less, far less quality in the pot than those that did the throwing of the pot and made a mistake and throwed through the pot and made a mistake and threw the pot and made a mistake and learning from those mistakes through action, not through thought. The other group were just thinking about it going, oh, I could do this and I could do this. But the other group did it and learnt and did it and learnt and ended up learning from their mistakes and coming out the other side and having a far better quality of pot. Clive? Very important to uh, make an error, perhaps not so important to make the error, but very important to recognise the error 
not be frightened by it, but to analyse it, figure out what might change if you did this or that differently, and just go and have a go because having a go is going to show you that, yes, this was better, or no, it wasn't. <laughs> Either way is a win Yeah. because in, now you know more about in, what it is you need to do. Indeed. And in business, sometimes we shy away from doing action and, and the opportunity there is to do more action and learn from your mistakes and do more action. Find out what's working and do more action. Find out what's not working, do less of that, but keep going, do more action rather than think about it. It's like, oh, I've got this product line that I want to develop. Well, what are you doing about it? Oh, yeah. It's been five years now. I haven't really done anything about it. Well, that's that self-sabotage that comes in through lack of doing. The second one on ES and I is support. So sometimes the self-sabotage comes in around support by two factors. One is not being supportable and not asking for support not being supportable and not asking for support. So Clive comes over and goes, can I give you a hand with that, Les? And I go, thanks, Clive, I'll do it myself. Nah, I'm, I've got it. I've got it. Clive, leave, leave me with it, mate. What do you think I am? Useless. Let me do it myself. And in an office situation, there's all these people trying to help this person and the person goes, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Everyone in the office is going, they are so not fine. They are so drowning. They're so... They're not going to make their deadline and everyone's wanting to help, but they're pushing the help away. So that being not supportable is a self-sabotage. And the other one is along the same lines is not asking for support, not having the kahunas, the brave, the courage to actually go to somebody and go, I don't think I'm able to do this. Can you, Clive, can you give me a hand? Now, normally, Clive's going to go, yep. But even if Clive says no, I don't then crawl up in a ball and go, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I think I'll go and eat worms. I go, thanks, Clive, and I'll go on to somebody else. Can you give me a hand? And I'll go on to somebody else. Can you give me a hand? And eventually someone's going to go, yep, I can give you a hand. So that asking for support gives you that great opportunity to be supported in your endeavours. The self-sabotage comes in when you don't ask for support or you're not supportable. Clive? And number three? Is I for internal focus. And I love it. I love this one because so many of us get in the road of ourselves by our own thinking. We cut our own legs off by what we say to ourselves. Oh, Clive, I couldn't do that. Oh, Clive, I'm not that sort of person. Oh, Clive, I'd never be able to. So in rather fact, if we, if we remember back to something you said earlier, you related a, a story about uh, you looking at that weight that you miraculously lost. <laughs> because I caught myself in the throes of, um, do you teach this or not? Yes, I do. So how about you doing what you say and changing your own thinking? Okay, yes, Les. So I changed my thinking from the negative to the positive and supported myself and talked my way into it so that I was supporting myself in my words, I was supporting myself in my thinking, 
visually I had things around me that enabled me to focus on uh, pictures of myself and words of myself that headed me in the direction that I wanted to go. So that's the internal focus. The self-sabotage is, and it's a huge one for a lot of people, us talking ourselves out of the success that we want because it's, it comes up in our, uh, our upbringing, our routines of childhood or early, early business, maybe some of the things we've done, maybe some of the people that have spoken into our lives and in speaking it over us, we've not been able to get out of it ever since. So I'm always this, or I never, or I can't check those, look at those, bounce it off someone. I, I'd ring Clive and go, Clive, do I, do I say any of this? Do I, is this the sort of stuff that comes out of my mouth? Am I a positive person or a negative person? Am I more um, heading in the direction of creation or a, do I have the brakes on all the time? So that comes from a, a process of thinking and in doing so, we look at it from what we're thinking and can we change it. So the three keys, ES and I, external action, support and internal focus. The three together, really key, two on their own don't work. So external action and internal support, with support without internal focus, you cut your own legs off, your, your action and your internal without support Yep, that's not going to work either. And support an internal with that action, you're dreaming and you're not taking focus. But the three together, really powerful to get you where you want to go. And, of course, something about uh, these things that we say to ourselves, a lot of this comes as a habit. And if we can create the habit of saying the good things, that's a good thing. But if, if we've learned to say things that aren't necessarily helping, but it's a habit, it's going to stick with us and we might not see it. Uh, recently, I had uh, Dr. Joe Lukens as a guest on Business Conversations and she was explaining that uh, about 40% of what we do is apparently habit. So given that sometimes we might not see this, how can a person teach themselves, Liz, to see what they're actually doing? How did you see, hang on, I'm talking myself out of losing this weight before I've even started. So it's a great question. The thing for me and in my life, and I've been doing personal development and, and, and checking on myself for many, many years, as would you, Clive, the first thing is awareness, becoming aware of it, because unless you're aware of what doesn't work in your life, you can't change it. And for the majority of people, we aren't able to do it on our own. So it's a great way of getting with somebody else and asking the question and going through a series of exercises to find out those areas in our life that don't work. And, and you would have heard of the Jahari window, that there are blind spots in the Jahari window uh, as a model there are, there, are, there are things in our life that we aren't aware of, but others are, and that's the blind spot. Those things in our life that are holding us back that we don't necessarily know of. And you can do it. Most people don't have the ability to do it on their own. And my 
uh, encouragement is to get with a mentor, get with a uh, support structure, get with a, a good friend and work through a series with them so that you can progress yourself forward. And I've talked off air to you, Clive, that I've got a program called Creating Success. And part of that is the accountability that comes from doing this with another person is not to be underestimated. It's actually huge that you can do it with one person. I've got a, um, a group, two groups going at the moment. I've got another one coming up where that accountability of coming every Sunday morning to a group and going, here's what I did, here's what worked, here's what didn't work, and here's what I'm going to do differently is huge for a lot of people because we as individuals, example, going to the gym, we sometimes don't go to the gym because we're doing it on our own, therefore it doesn't matter. But if we have an accountability partner, we go, wait a minute, they're either going to be at the gym or they're going to be at my front door in a moment and I can't let them down. I better pull on my runners and joggers and my gym gear and get into action on this thing because I don't want to let them down. So that accountability part is huge for a lot of people. And, of course, that brings us to look at the, the really simple, basic things about us and all of a sudden we've got some answers. At the end of the day, we're a herd animal. We actually want to be part of the herd. If we're out by ourselves, it's pretty easy to get lost in, unless you're really clear on why you're out by yourself. <laughs> you can get lost and lots of times we just need that extra support from the herd and off we go. Yeah, and it's, it is a thing of being, being conscious and being aware and am I the perfect person? You only need to ask my wife. I'm not the perfect person. I may be doing this for quite a while, but she'll often say, as I've said to you before, she'll say, I read that in a really good book one day, and I went, yeah, thank you very much. I wrote that book. And, <laughs> and for those of you that have not um, uh, heard, I, I wrote a book called Get Back an Hour in Every Day, and, and I still stuff up, and I still fall over, and I pick myself up, but I have someone in my life that's able to give me the feedback, and I can course correct. So do you have people in your life that are able to give you feedback? And part of the Creating Success program does give you that opportunity to get feedback. And we have over 100 topics we discuss. We, we get into the um, uh, content every single day. I, I have a closed Facebook group and I'm dropping pearls every day for 66 days. And why? thank you, Clive. Why 66 days? Because someone once said, that it was 30 days and they then came back and said, well, um, where's the evidence of 30 days to create or break a habit? And they couldn't find it. So when they did the research, it was actually 66 days as an average, some over 200 and some as, as short as 15. But the majority of people at 66 days to change or make a habit. So I've got a program around 66 days and it's over time that you go, oh, that's really interesting that I do that behaviour and you get help, you get assistance, you get support in changing the things that don't work and put different things into your life that do work. Clive, you mentioned about habits. That's one yes. of the things that enables the people in the program to do. It's a habit-building program. It's a great way. So look at those habits in your life that you've got that work for you and also look at those habits in your life 
that don't work for you and therefore give you the opportunity to change them. And, of course, the interesting thing about habit and a whole lot of other stuff that we do is some of us find it difficult to recognise what we're actually doing. And, and that same person in us finds it really difficult to approach somebody and say, can you be my mirror? Or alternatively, can you help? How does a person move from I'm locked up in this place of isolation into a place where they can be part of the herd? What do you, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And how badly do you want it? Because if you don't want it badly enough, you ain't going to change and you're not going to reach out for any support. But if you look at, for example, um, uh, I have a friend whose marriage fell over and at that point he went, it's bad enough now that I need to start looking at what I can change and therefore I'm going to dig into it. But a lot of us don't have enough pain to therefore enable us to move or shift or change. Oh, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Well, yes, or you go, well, what do I want to create? What do I want to change? And am I making it important enough? Do I put enough emphasis on it? Do I put enough weight on it to therefore seek out support structures or do actions or change my thinking that will enable me to create what it is that I want to create? Because if you want it bad enough, you will do something about it. If you don't, then ah, it's okay. And you just move on and meander through life and get the results that you get. But a lot of people, myself included, particularly on that weight one, I went, no, I'm going to go for this and I'm going to hit my goal eventually, Clive, after that little hiccup. Eventually, <laughs> I kind of went, no, nah, I'm going to go for it. And I pushed aside the desserts and I pushed aside the things that weren't working for me, cheese, oh, I love my cheese, up until a point. And then I went, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I changed a whole lot of things and from there got a result that I didn't even think that I was going to get, but I was able to create. And an excellent outcome because, uh, as you said earlier, you, you're much more energetic. Oh, huge, huge. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not 21 anymore, Clive, and um, we can see each other and uh, the listeners can't, but Clive isn't 21 either, but I've got more. Oh, don't give it away. <laughs> okay, he's 25, fine. <laughs> um, the thing about that, I've got more energy now than I did 20 years ago, and why? Because I decided to do something different, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm no different than anybody else. I'm a kid from Tasmania that had had the epiphany of I need to do something different. And in doing so, I was able to get support structures around me to take action and do something about it. And that brings us to uh, closer to the end of our conversation, Liz, which, which is a shame because we could go on here for hours and enjoy it. Yeah. So, but the clock is against us. Uh, speaking of getting back time. Before I let you go, what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation? It comes back to what the I said earlier, get some support. Get some support. And it can be as simple as drop me a line and we'll have a conversation. It can be join business, 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 
and get involved with Clive Enova. It can be going to a friend and going, I've been asked to get some support and I was wondering if you can be that support person. And that's on a personal level as well as a, a, well as a business level. Go to someone, get some coaching, get some mentoring, get out of the bubble that says I can do it all on my own or I've got, all, I've got it all together and get some feedback so that you can, even if it's just 1%, because if you do just 1% every single day, you're going to be a whole stack better at the end of the month and a whole stack better at the end of the year than just going, no, I'm going to do the same old, same old every single day. So get some support. Get some support, whether it's professional or personal. Get some support. Great tip. What is the best, well, what's the top piece of advice you'd like to leave listeners with today, Les? For, for creating success in your own life, do three things. Take some action, get some feedback from that action, get some support and check what your thoughts are doing. What are you thinking? What's your internal focus? Is it positive? Are you heading in that direction? So that ESI model, external action, support, and internal focus. And if I can help you in that, drop me a line, les at getmoretime.com.au. That's les at getmoretime.com.au. Clive, I will give you a link. In fact, why don't I put something on my website at getmoretime.com.au forward slash Clive, and those listeners can go to that link and get a huge whopping 70% discount off my book. And they can also get a free uh, consultation with me. How's that? That sounds like a wonderful idea, Liz. That's getmoretime.com.au forward slash Clive, C-L-I-V-E. Done. Liz, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for being here. You're most welcome. It's always a pleasure. And as we said last time, We should do this again. I'm sure we will. (laughs) Wonderful. Good on you, Clive. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app and you can find more business resources at cliveenever.com.au.